Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. So how did the inspections go in your house? Really good. Um, yeah, even the fireplaces, which, you know, that's always a minefield. Uh, but the, the fireplaces are in good shape. Oh, good. Well, I have to say it is so you to be buying a house right when we're starting the insanity of season two. Yes. I would expect nothing else. (laughs) Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're talking about staying calm when you're in charge. Then in Take a Hike, we discuss the transition between work and not work. In our mailroom segment, we respond to a listener question about what to do after getting laid off. And this week's Hollywood hack will get you organized. But first, Liz, we want to remind everyone that our two-hour Fantasy Island special airs December 1st on Fox. Yes, our holiday special. It is, Sarah, I find it to be delightful and romantic and funny and emotional It is so good. It's perfect for the holidays. It is. I cry every time I watch it. There's a shout out to Mr. Rourke. I'm just Mm going to tease that. It's Mm -hmm. it's really, really good. Yes. If we do say so ourselves. (laughs) We enjoy our work. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It is time for From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. This week, it's an observation from Captain Lee on Bravo's series Below Deck. Okay, I love this, Liz, because, of course, I don't know who Captain Lee is. Yes. I don't watch Below Deck. But thanks to you, I can still <laughs> have his wisdom. Yes. <laughs> and it's about staying calm when you're in charge. So yes. first, I'll explain what Below Deck is for our listeners who don't know. Below Deck is a show on Bravo. And for me. And for you. <laughs> It takes place on luxury yachts, motor yachts, and it's about the crew who works on the yachts and also the guests who come on. Mostly it's about the crew, but you meet the guests and see them being given dinner and all of that. And Captain Lee is the captain 
of the boat. So he is in charge. And at sea, Sarah, I have learned there's there's very much a hierarchy, you know, for okay. safety reasons. Yes, that makes sense. And what happened is on this particular episode is that a crew member named Eddie, who's been there before and has now risen through the ranks to first officer, I believe is okay. what he is, which puts him fairly high on the hierarchy. Right. And so what happened is things were going wrong, okay? There was mayhem trying to put out the mayhem slide. Mayhem on the yacht. Mayhem <laughs> on the yacht trying to put out the slide for the guests. <sighs> and Eddie was kind of freaking out, yelling at people, very discombobulated. And Captain Lee got really pissed at Eddie and his thing was you're now in charge. You don't have the luxury to freak out and get upset and start yelling at people. You need to take control and be calm and get everyone to do what they need to do. And so he was not thrilled with the rest of the people who, you know, were messing up, but really he was most upset with Eddie because Eddie wasn't doing his job. He's like, now that you're higher up, your job is to stay calm. And I was like, God, that's really true. Like, I was, you know, translating this, of course, as I would, Sarah, to myself. And I'm like, we don't have the luxury to freak out. Right. No, it's interesting because the first job that we ran for the first show that we created. Women's Murder um, Club. Yes. Our line producer was this guy named Ed Milkovich. And he told us in our first meeting with him, he said, I am calmest at DEFCON 1. And he kept a sign in his office, like, saying where we were exactly in the DEFCON system. (laughs) DEFCON 5 was great. Everything was smooth and nice. DEFCON 4, it was like, you know, when when you're at DEFCON 5, Ed was like, chill, and like, parties and balloons, you know what I mean? And then... And then if, if he was yelling, it was probably, he never yelled. But if he were, he would have been at maybe DEFCON 3, DEFCON 4, DEFCON 5. He was like serious, calm, getting yeah, it done. DEFCON 1, you mean. <laughs> DEFCON 1, one I bad. mean. Yes. That's the bad one. Yes. Yes. He's like, bullets can be flying around me and I will be standing there completely <laughs> calm. And yeah. we thought, well, this is great. And a line producer... And he did bear that out because we did have some situations. But it was interesting, Sarah, because we recently had a snafu at work. And it was not our fault. I want to be clear. No, but it was a snap. But that's the point. It wasn't our fault. But I so wanted to, like, freak out, you know, (laughs) yell, panic, all the things. And yes. we really kind of forced ourselves to just stay calm and handle it. Yes. And because we did that, I mean, it really does show it comes from the top. Because we were calm, everyone else was calm. Solutions were found. The work is getting done. It's all fine. Yes. It's like all it really fine. is all fine. <laughs> yes. And better because we stayed calm. And uh, It wasn't easy, I will say. It's not my instinct to stay calm. I have to train (laughs) myself. But Sarah, I have to say, I was so rattled by the situation that even though I I hope at least I seemed calm, I had a long drive I had to do to Venice, and Uh I just had silence the whole way because I was so (laughs) rattled. I'm like, I can't, I need total concentration on driving and just trying to sit here and like calm myself down internally. 
And, you know, it sort of worked. But then I saw my sister, and of course, I acted out with her because that was the safe space. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> yeah, Liz, this is, it's funny because this is adjacent to our discussion in episode 214 about insulators and conductors. And I think as a boss, it's much better to be an insulator. Yes, absolutely. That's about like, are you keeping the crazy away from people or are you sharing the crazy with people? Now, I find it easy to do, you know, in our writer's room because that is our sort of sacred workspace. Yeah. Other places I find it to be harder. Well, we are just, this is the goal, to be calm insulators. Calm insulators. In a crisis, calm insulators. And it helps me (laughs) to remember that that's the job. Yes. That's what you're getting paid for. One of the things is to be calm when you're in charge. So anyway, yes. I don't know if anyone has tips about staying calm, about if you feel like in your job, you're, you have to stay calm when you don't want to. But I'd love to hear from people on this subject because it's definitely a distinct trait, you know, that some manage and some do not. Yes. And Liz, next time one of these things come up, I'm going to say... Captain no Lee. yacht mayhem. That's right. No, that's right. <laughs> Captain Lee says no yacht mayhem. Coming up, we have a take a hike, partly inspired by Liz's puppy Nacho. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss mental, physical, and spiritual health. Today, we have a suggestion for your mental health. Actively transition between work and not work. (laughs) Not necessarily work in social life or work in whatever. Work and not work. These are two very distinct areas. Yeah, and we would say between work and home, but so many people work at home. There's no more like office versus home, as we were discussing in our (laughs) new normal segment last week. And Sarah, I think we've had this conversation before about transitioning, but I think it has gotten harder because we're all at home so much more and probably will be even post-pandemic, although I hesitate to use the phrase (laughs) post-pandemic. So we recently started up working again, and I, I, we probably have mentioned just how fried we both were at the end of each day. I mean, just beyond. I mean, I don't know, worse than usual. And I really just like couldn't deal with it. I had to find a way to clear my head. Um, 
after we got off Zoom. And the lucky thing, Sarah, is this happened to coincide with us getting Nacho. Aw, puppies are so great. (laughs) Yes. So uh, the thing that I have learned is so great to do to really transition, to take Nacho outside, get off Zoom, take Nacho outside and play fetch with him, run around, chase him, all that good stuff. I am not one you would expect to do this. You're not a cavorter? No, I am not like (laughs) go out and play with the dog. Yeah. But I find that it is really helping me transition and clear my head and get into a nice space and also get more energized. Like I was just so tired at the end of the day and playing with Nacho really, really helps. Yeah. Now, if you don't have a dog... If you don't have a puppy, specifically. Yes, exactly, a puppy (laughs) or a backyard. Another thing I've been doing that I find to be super helpful is because I'm in the office like all day, I need to leave the office and go to another Mm -hmm. part of the house. So I've been going into our bedroom, sitting on the bed and just listening to a book or sometimes a podcast, I find books to be more helpful because I associate reading with relaxation. So Mm. listening to a book more puts me in that transition headspace. Both of these things have been lifesavers for me in terms of just my sanity. What about you? Well, it's interesting because on the days that we meet at your house, you know, it's a long drive. It's not a bad drive. It's a very easy drive. And I find that driving home, usually we're having like work calls for a while. Right. But then there will be a time when it's just me mm-hmm. in the car and like the 10% happier podcast. You know, I'll be like listening to Dan Harris's soothing voice. <laughs> and it's like that has been really helpful for me in terms of the work to not work transition. The problem is on the days when we're working from home, I am not doing what you're doing and going and sitting on the bed and reading. I feel like I'm just like launching from active work to active like housework. Mm-hmm. And like I'm, I'm taking like no break time to just sit for a minute. So I think I really need to do that. Is there something you could do, like listen to a book or something? Do you think that would help? Oh, yeah. I think that's exactly. I think I should copy you word for word, Liz, is what okay. I should do. I think I should get an audiobook and just go, yeah, sit on the bed, sit in a chair, curl up with a blanket, because it's actually quite chilly now here in L.A. Um, well, here in Ohio. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think that would be exactly what I need. It helps. You'll actually do more. That's the thing. Here's what I've realized. I actually will do more cleaning, more putting out Christmas decorations, more um, potential to actually make dinner as opposed to ordering Postmates if I take that time because it does reset my energy. Yes. Also at night, I've been walking Nacho, which is a nice, another nice way to relax. So, you know, I'm all about the dog now, Sarah. I know. See, my dogs are in the like lazy time of life. They're just like, oh, it's fine. We're good. Just give us pets and snuggles, which which also, by the yes. way, is is a great t- transition thing. Yes, we're trying to turn Nacho into a lap dog, and he's just not having it. <laughs> Coming up, we have a mailroom question from someone who's been let go from a writing job. But first, this break. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Sarah, let me read this letter from a formerly employed writer. They say, hi, Liz and Sarah. Until recently, I was a gainfully employed comedy variety writer before my show laid off several of the writing staff about halfway through the year. I was able to bear the bad news cheerfully for a while. I wanted to transition to narrative TV anyway. I had some severance. I finally had representation, and I no longer had to read the news every day. Six months later, my optimism has worn thin. The last thing I want to do is write another script, and I'm starting to worry my 15 minutes has come and gone. Meanwhile, several of my friends have rocketed to success in a way that would make me envious even if I still had my old job. Many of your previous episodes have been helpful during this time. Thank you. I've used your advice about taking meetings, revising scripts, and more. I was hoping you might have some tips for a writer or anyone who's been let go and feels like they're wearing a big scarlet L-O on their chest. Mm -hmm. Exhaustedly yours, East L.A. bound and down. Well, you can see this person is funny. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the first thing I would say is that there is no scarlet letter in this town. No. (laughs) Yes. If you haven't been let go and you haven't been out of work and feeling desperate, then you are not uh, a real denizen of Hollywood. Right. (laughs) The other thing is, in terms of saying, you know, you have friends who've rocketed to success, I think everybody knows what that feels like. But remember, people succeed in groups. At least that's our opinion. And I think it bears out. So it's not as if their success means you won't be successful. It's actually more likely you'll be successful. So I think it's like your turn has not come, but it's great that people you know are having success. Yes, absolutely. And then the other thing, and this is something that Liz and I will both admit we were terrible at early in our careers, be a squeaky wheel with your representation. Yes, It really does help to call them, to let them know you're working on something, to tell them what you're watching and what you're interested in. Like, it's very out of sight, out of mind, right? If you're not present to them, I'm not going to say on a daily basis, but frequently. So just stay in contact. And, you know, we have a couple friends who are really good about saying, this is what I want. And it really does help your representatives to know exactly what you want. And they'll often push for that if you're telling them, hey, I really want this job or this kind of show, yes. they'll they'll work for you. Yes. And of course, the more you network, the more you can also make those inroads yourself, which as we all of us writers know that often we get jobs through our own connections, not through representation. And then the other thing is, I know you said the last thing you want to do is write another script. And of course, we can all relate to that as well. 
But yeah. you should write something new even if you don't want to. For one, it reminds you you're a writer and keeps you creatively engaged. And then it, reps love nothing more than a new script. Um, something to think about also as you're in this time is think about developing, not just writing. There are always projects out there and companies looking for writers to develop. It does tend to be a lot of free work. Yes. But – Often it goes somewhere and you're developing relationships and showing people what you can do. And, you know, it takes time to build all of these things. But that is definitely a good way to spend your time. Yeah, a very good way. And another thing that I would say to all of us Hollywood writers out there is if you're in this position, think about creating or working on a fiction podcast or an audible series. Now, these do not pay as much, at least, you know, not at this point. But it's a way to make some money while you don't have WGA work and also keep yourself creative and feeling good and making, once again, more contacts because I think more and more there's going to be a lot of crossover between podcast and TV. Yes. I mean, it just, it really helps to keep thinking creatively and working on projects even when you're not officially working. Absolutely. And just know that Everyone has been where you are. Everyone has, and we all will be again, and you will be again. <laughs> so the next time you're working, save your money so that this time isn't as stressful because all of us are going to have them mm -hmm. and all we can do is build our cushion. And it is hard. I mean, and this is one thing, you know, we talk a lot about on the show, which is that being a writer in many jobs um, in the entertainment business is just means a lot of the time you're faced with this insecurity. A lot of the time you have the stress of not knowing what's next or if something is next. So just know that you're not alone and what you're feeling is totally normal. And six months is not a long time. No. It feels I mean, like a long time, but it's exactly. really not. Yeah. So good luck and please keep us posted. We are rooting for you. Yes. And listeners, if you have any other words of wisdom for East LA Bound and Down, please let us know. We'll pass them on in a future episode. Yes. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack, or should I say hacks? Um, because we got a lot of suggestions from listeners when we mentioned that we are feeling the lack of a bulletin board. So one of the issues that we have without an office is that we don't have the kind of bulletin board. Like I'm picturing us sitting on our couch on the fix in our office. And there was a big bulletin board at the end of the room. I would just look right and all the information that I would ever need to refer yes. to was there, you know. Yep. And working in your backyard and working on Zoom, that just doesn't exist. So listeners wrote in with some really great ideas. And what I love is one of the people who wrote in is actually one of our editors from season one of Fantasy Island. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And Sarah, it occurred to us as we were reading all of these that listeners might be having the exact same problem we're having. So we thought, yeah. let's share all these ideas. Some will work for some people and others will work for others, um, but they're all good ideas. So this is from David, our editor. He says, driving to a breakfast this morning and listening to your podcast. Not <laughs> sure if you've used it, but I love Trello. It's a good swap for bulletin boards. I'll sometimes use it to visually break out scenes or can use it to assign tasks. You can drop comments slash ideas on the fly, make checklists. It's collaborative and works in app or in a browser. Very powerful. 
And then he says, look forward to season two, as do we. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like I talked to Dave about Trello during season one and failed to follow through. So we need to do some research into Trello. Yes. And then Kate wrote in, she says, I have two ideas for how to overcome your bulletin board issue. Making a Google Doc that can be edited and shared by everyone who needs it is the first step. Then to make it easily accessible on your phone, iPad, or MacBook... One, have your assistant write it up in Google Docs and take a screenshot. She can send it to everyone on the team, and then they can make it their home screen wallpaper on their iPad or MacBook. That is quite smart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Her second suggestion is to make a Google Doc for all the info you need and make a link to it as an app on your phone or iPad. I did not know this was a real thing. I that could didn't be done. either, but it's a great idea. It's amazing. And then she gives some directions on how to do that. Maybe we should try and put them in our show notes. Yes, list. yes. Thank you, Kate. This, I, I think I can do this. This I can accomplish. Okay. And then I'll, you'll help me accomplish it as you do with yes. all things iPad related. <laughs> or our, our assistant, Lauren, will, yes. will accomplish it for us. <laughs> yeah. Christine says, hi, Liz and Sarah. I was listening to your recent podcast today. If you have access to Google Classroom, you could set up a classroom for your show. In the classroom, you can create topics, et cetera, and include all of your important information that would be on a bulletin board or a dry erase board. You could invite your writers to join the classroom. Also, if you use a folder to store this info, get one with three prongs. You can use plastic sleeves to put the papers in. You might be able to find folders that come with attached plastic sleeves. I hope this is helpful. And then Christine actually followed up by sending us an example of that folder. So we'll put that yeah. in the show notes <laughs> as well. Um, and it's nice because it's quite thin, not one of the bulky folders. Yes, but you know, Sarah, Jack um, uses Google Classroom. So I can exactly picture what she's talking about. And it's true. Yeah. Like we could have a button that's schedule, a button that's like writer's contacts, a button, you know, all these different yeah. things. And, you know, that could be a good solution for us. Absolutely. So thank you, everyone. We didn't even think to call out and ask for solutions. So really appreciate everybody writing in with these ideas. Yes, absolutely. And we will definitely be implementing them. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed. And thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Urban. And check out the newest Onward Project podcast, Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoyed it. Sarah, I'm trying to think. I feel like COVID was our longest unemployed time and it was pretty awful.
It was awful. Although six months of it was the ramp up to Fantasy Island. It was the free work part true. of Fantasy Island. That is true. So it felt like we were working. We just weren't yes. getting paid. We were working our asses off. Yes. <laughs> For nothing. Yes. As we so often do. Yes. From the Onward Project.